0: Most people know that Law Matters was created to open the lines of communication with law enforcement, as well as create educational opportunities so we can be better, more informed citizens. For the last several months, all the news stations have been promoting a negative mindset towards the entire law enforcement community. I agree that some of the recent events are beyond egregious. However, those events do not represent the vast majority of the brave men and women who risk their lives daily to keep the rest of us safe. I'm asking you to please, next time you see a member of law enforcement, show some appreciation and thank them for their service. Now, let's start the show. Thank you for joining us this morning. We have an Above and Beyond the Badge segment we're going to do, but before I introduce them, I want to tell everyone that we have an anonymous donor who will match your donations up to $500 between now and next Saturday. So if you want to go to the fundraiser event on the 20th of November, or just want to donate to our mission, going to lawmatters1030.org now would be a great time, and no donation is too small. This will double your money, and your support truly makes a difference. Our event on the 20th of November will be held in a private auto collection warehouse. About 80 cars in there, 80 or 90 cars. It's pretty amazing. And it's near 22nd in Keno. You will need a ticket to get in, and if you're thinking of going, please go to your webs- go to our website and buy your tickets early as there is a limited amount to go around. Now, we have an amazing story for our Above and Beyond the Badge segment. A listener from Kenosha, Wisconsin told me about this, and we wanted to invite him to share what happened with you. Mike, are you on the line?
1: I'm on the line. Thank you for the invitation.
0: Well, thank you for listening, and tell our listeners what happened.
1: Well, on the twenty-first of this month, uh, a gentleman from Chicago. Uh, first of all, he killed one person, and then he killed a second person, stole that person's car, and drove to Kenosha, Wisconsin, to a town in, known as Bristol, where the law enforcement area got a tip that this guy was coming, and so the they they had to uh, use Riggs, who was the um, canine officer, and he was shot in the head, but he kept going after the suspect, and he has survived after being taken to a um, a vet clinic in, in the suburb of Chicago. and um, But what, what I really called was that, you know, he unse- unselfishly took the time to do this, because uh, he knew how he was trained, but the darndest thing is... There was very little mentioned of his service.
0: That's the way it goes sometimes, <laughs> you know. And I, I was so taken with the story when you you sent it to me that we are honoring Riggs and the deputy, his handler, and we've already sent the award and his his challenge coin and a dog toy to Kenosha. They should have it today, so okay, good. They'll have it today in. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know about this, and we thank them for their service. And Riggs is one badass dog, you know?
1: No kidding. He was shot over one eye, and it went out the back of his head.
0: I saw the photo of him on, you know, his coming home ceremony. Right. He
1: acted like nothing happened.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know if he'll be able to go back to work or not, but he's yeah, home with his handler. Of course,
1: after a few weeks he may be able to, but I, I wonder about that with the extent of his injuries, if he will ever be able to go back to work.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. So, Mike, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling in and sharing that story. It was pretty remarkable.
1: All right. Thank you, Sherry.
0: Thank you. Okay. In the studio, we have two people. We have Alvin Nelson, who's the third. I am. He's the second lieutenant with the Air Force, and we're going to be talking about the air show today. And we also have Davis Month and Fire Chief, Todd. Good morning. And I want to know everything that's going on over there. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of preparation preparation going on. So before we get into that, Todd, tell us about you, your background, and why you're here in tucson
2: okay well very good well first and foremost thank you very much for the opportunity sherry to uh come on to the uh station and talk about the air show and the uh upcoming events this week and uh reach out to the public uh but my name is Canelli. i uh, started my fire service career in southern california with california department of forestry in the late 80s oh cool so we did the wildland gig for a while and then uh, wanting to go ahead and expand for that and you know service to the community opted to join the uh, Air Force. So I joined the Air Force Reserve out of March Air Reserve Base back in 89, and the only open position in the reserves at the time was in De- at Davis-Monthan down in uh, Tucson, Arizona. So I did the commute from uh, Riverside area, actually Norco, to uh, Tucson every month as a reservist, and I uh, did that as an airman basic, uh, enlisted. And then, uh, as we all know, back in August of 1990, Desert Shield kicked off, uh, then subsequently Desert Storm afterwards, so they mobilized us from California to go to Nellis Air Force Base. So I served about three or four months at Nellis Air Force Base during Desert Shield, and then uh, Davis Monthan was tasked to deploy to theater. So they activated the reserves in uh, January of ninety one. So then I was uh, put on orders for two years over at Davis Monthan, and that's where I started my military career, and which led to getting a civil service job so still in the military uh served eight years enlisted got out for a couple years and then uh, pursued my commission and I was commissioned at March Air Reserve Base and uh, (laughs) living in Tucson. And I was commuting back and forth there for years. But since that time, I now work for First Air Force as the uh, Arizona Emergency Preparedness Liaison Officer for the state of Arizona. The whole state? The whole state, yes. Actually region nine. So we'll actually go to Nevada, Hawaii, California. We've been deployed on such things over the last couple of years for COVID. We were on the first flight at March when they brought the first, uh, Department of State brought the first uh, plane in. So we were there for that. We were up uh, last year uh, for the August fire, complex fire, up in Sacramento, so we were working the command post for that. And then just recently, back in uh, D.C., work in Operation Allies Welcome and Allies Refuge. So we are all over the place, and uh, we're essentially the uh, go-between between the federal government and the DOD.
0: So do you go to Hawaii when the volcano erupts?
2: We have a presence in Hawaii. I don't go, but uh, my counterpart for Hawaii would be there, yes.
0: I would make an excuse. <laughs> he needs help.
2: Exactly. <laughs> uh in my civilian capacity i'm the fire chief at davis moth and i've been a dm for over 30 years and i've been through most of the positions throughout the uh the department all the way up to fire chief and uh we got a civilian and military mixed department we've got about 65 firefighters two stations we cover about 16 square miles run about 800,000 calls a year and wow. we have the exact same calls that you'll see in a city department. Uh, we've got an airport. We've got a shopping center. We've got housing. So the same kind of calls that you would see in a municipal department, uh, we'll go ahead and experience those inside the gate as well. Coupled with that, we do also uh, have agreements, mutual aid agreements, with uh, a lot of our local responders. So there are times when we would go off base if requested and vice versa if we need assistance on the base too. Uh, local departments would actually come on to help.
0: Okay, that's good to know. Cause I always wondered about that. Do you guys yes. cross paths?
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So, Alvin, tell us about you. How long have you been in the military and why would you join? Yeah, so I I wouldn't say it's a nearly as exciting story as Chief
3: Canale here. <laughs> um, I've been in the Air Force for one year and two months. Wow. I, yep, it has not been a long <laughs> experience. This is my first duty station, first stop. Um, I commissioned last year from Baylor University through ROTC. Uh And how I joined the military is kind of a weird story. So my dad is retired Air Force. I was born in Okinawa, Japan. Tell thank you for your service. Absolutely. Um, So I was born in Okinawa, but then he retired. So I was born at the tail end of his military career, so I did not have the military brat experience. So you're not a brat, thank God. I I would would not consider myself one um, because I got... Austin, I got suburban Austin life, you know, American kid. Um, So when I got the idea to join, I was in the Civil Air Patrol. um, So I was attached to the Air Force in that way. Mm -hmm. And then when it came time for college, I wanted a film degree. But convincing my parents that I could have a job when I came out of that was a bit of a harder hurdle to jump over. Um, So (laughs) the day of orientation... I decided. Okay, I'm going to do ROTC just so that I can have. If film doesn't work out, I can have something to fall back up. A backup, on. correct? Yeah. Um, and it runs the military. Military service runs in my family. Um, a bunch of my grand grandfathers, uh, uncles, um, cousins have served in the military. We've got an entire all in community. the Air Force. Are they for the most around? part mostly Air Force? Some Army. And then I also have an uncle in law enforcement as well. So service just runs in runs in our blood.
0: Where's, where's your uncle in law enforcement? He doesn't know. He's cringing. Ithaca, New York? In New York? Correct. That's pretty intense. It, it's way up there. It's really pretty up there, though. It is beautiful. Beautiful up there. Okay, we want to talk about the air show because yes. that's coming up next week. It's finally here. How long has it been since we had the air show because of... Covid. So the last air show was in 2019. So, and then
3: it was scheduled for this spring, but postponed right. until now.
0: Yeah. And everybody wants to get out and enjoy what's going on. So tell us what we can do. How do they get into the air show? What What entrances are going to be open?
3: Yeah. So the event is going to be open at 830 in the morning on Saturday and Sunday, November 6th and 7th. Only the Swan and Craycroft gates are going to be used for aircraft or for air show traffic. Aircraft. <laughs>
0: aircraft. <Watch out. laughs>
3: You'll see aircraft on Golf <laughs> 9 uh, No, Swan and Craycroft gates. If you want to come to the air show, come in through those gates. Um, it'll be open for airshow traffic that entire day. If you're not coming to the air show and you need it to get on base, Good uh, luck. Good luck, but <laughs> use the North Wilmot gate.
0: Okay, that's for people who actually can get on base yes that is only
3: for people with the proper dod id access it if you have base access and you should know if you have base access or not use that use that gate
0: okay and do they need an id to get in like i show an id when i pull up to the gate right
3: so for the days of the air show for those entrances the base is open to the public so just come be ready to be ready to park be ready to walk um But just come because the base
0: is open. We want to have you on. Okay, and there will be signs directing people where to park. There will be people out there as well. Yeah, you can't just park anywhere. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) You'll get in trouble. (laughs) Don't do that. And there's no speeding. Because if you speed on base, tell us what happens if you go speeding on base.
3: Well, we have a phenomenal security forces squadron, and they will be on it.
0: They come at you with a tank, chase you down? That <laughs> Not nearly that exciting. <laughs> oh, but. okay. But don't speed. Don't speed. No drag racing. Well... Don't be stupid.
3: If you're coming on for the air show, um, through the Swan and Craycock gates, those... Uh, we've got a traffic flow pattern that's set up to specifically direct everyone there to parking. So So, okay. if you come on base... Through those gates, you will not be able to access other areas of the base. You will be going to and from airshow parking.
0: Okay. that That's good because it's a big base. People can get lost. It's a huge base. Yeah. Yes. So what are people allowed to bring with them? This is... <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's looking it up. No.
3: <laughs> I, I've got the notes right here. So if you want, if your listeners, ha- they can access the prohibited items list at dm.af.mil slash air show but what is allowed um we do want you to bring some eye protection if you're looking up at the sky all day in our sunny tucson weather we want you to have some sunglasses on so you can protect your eyes we also want you to bring ear protection uh you can get the little um the orange nose plugs or you can get some over here over your headphones but protect your ears because it will be loud yes it is loud yes bring your hats umbrellas are not allowed um Bring your sunscreen, because you're out there in the sun. But if you want a list of those prohibited items, check out the website, because all those details are there. It's an exhaustive list, um, but things like weaponry, um, you know, knives, coolers are not allowed. Just leave all that stuff at home, because there will be the opportunity to purchase food at the event.
0: No, yeah, they want you to spend your money at the event. Don't bring all that homemade stuff. <laughs> okay, a lot of people in Arizona carry weapons just in their car on their person what do you tell them
3: leave that at home leave it at
0: home (laughs) absolutely leave leave it it at home do not carry on base these you get in trouble correct and you're talking about search and seizure the military could have a whole arsenal of new weapons if you bring your weapons on base they'll be owning it so don't do that
3: leave your weapons at
0: home Even pretend ones. Even pretend ones. Yes.
3: So Leave leave them at home.
0: Yeah. And if you've got kids, and I saw this last time I was at the air show, little little kids, parents have ear protection, little kids do not. Mm -hmm. Make me nuts. So if you've got kids, protect them. Absolutely. You know, just insane. So I know it's been weeks and weeks and weeks building up to this. Is the stealth bomber going to be there? Do you know? They didn't tell you? Not to my knowledge. No? Darn it.
3: <laughs> that was so cool. I saw it once in my life. But who is coming? If you want to talk about who is coming I to the do. show. um, The Thunderbirds. They're coming back. They were here in 2019. Yeah. But the last time I saw the Thunderbirds, they were... I was in Austin. This was last year during like peak quarantine period. Mm-hmm. They flew over Austin um, as a salute to uh, the service workers. And, and you waved. I... Th- they were just past my field of view but i heard them and I, heard I felt them. that boom <laughs> in my I knew stomach they were there i knew they were there so <laughs> now i can see them up close and personal and everybody else who comes to the air show can as well
0: that's awesome are they gonna have that truck that makes the fire that uh, they will okay yes. what's it called
3: do you know what it's called
0: i, do not know. I don't know <laughs> but it, it's like this huge flame came out the back end of it and it just went it was like there and it was gone
3: yeah. yeah, and the list of performers—the full list of performers—is on the website. So if people are interested, they can go. And oh, check that I should
0: have—I should have brought that list.
3: Awesome. Yeah, well, well, off the cuff, we've got the Thunderbirds. They're kind of our headliners. They're closing out the show on both days. Our very own A10 Thunderbolt Lightning Demo. Oh my gosh, A10 Thunderbolt <laughs> Demo Team. They're based here out of Davis Mountain, so they—they they operate out of here. They've got their new um, paint scheme. Uh, and it's amazing. It's breathtaking when you're up okay, close Okay, is it
0: personally. the one that's on the the flyer? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's and pretty. And it's gorgeous.
3: They just debuted that earlier this year. Um, we also have the F-35 demo team that's coming. A number of World War two era warbirds are going to be here. Um, some Navy, it's the Navy Leapfrogs team. You'll see them jumping out of one of our C-130s. It's going to be phenomenal. It's with the strongest parachutes, right? With parachutes. Cool. With parachutes. Cool. They want to know what the website is again. So the website is dm.af.mil
0: slash airshow. Okay. So if you get to that website, you'll be able to see the do's and don'ts and who's going to be there. Mm -hmm. And don't bring your food from home. Spend your money at the... Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Does the Air Force get a portion of the things that are sold... For, you know, future like Christmas party, future stuff that's going to go on?
3: Honestly, that's a question that's above my pay grade. I'm not entirely sure of the answer to that, but nope. I can find out for you.
0: Okay. I I just wondered it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Do they have to buy booze? Because you have vendors there. There will be
3: vendors there. I'm aware that there's a beer garden um, and there's a, there's a list of sponsors on the website, but you got to come out if you want to. You want to take part in all the stuff that we have to offer
0: that's true you got to come out how do you prepare for something like this
2: todd so for the uh preparing for the air show this is a uh, it's a mass effort so we have folks on the base that are assigned as air boss ground boss so they handle all different components air uh, boss and ground boss correct for the air <laughs> show so if it has to do with the air it goes under this lane if it's uh ground operations another one so we've uh assigned a. Uh, our battalion chief, Chief Riley, is our point of contact for the fire department. He has done a superb job over the last year uh, preparing for this air show. Uh, and he, would ha- he handles all the emergency response, everything from uh, fire and emergency services. He's working the medical side as well as the law enforcement. So he's a tip of the spear for the uh, fire department in terms of uh, setting everything up. And then, uh, again, like I said, many, many months of preparation. Uh, we culminated on uh, this week, we did a tabletop exercise with all the responders on the base. A
0: tabletop?
2: tabletop. So we went actually to our emergency operations center, and then we ran through a a myriad of different uh, situations that could happen. And how would we respond? A number of our local responders were with us in that exercise, so we could have that crosstalk, so we could talk about capabilities and uh, what we need to do to go ahead and, like I said, render aid in the event something were to happen.
0: For the worst case scenario. Yes, ma'am. But you have um, little scenarios, like somebody has heat stroke or You know, somebody's cut and they're bleeding. We do. You respond to that too?
2: We do. And the uh, med group on the base, they'll have a contingent also of responders. There's, there'll be a hangar that's identified as people walk in with a big red cross on it. We're going to call it Med Main, and that's going to be the main uh, facility for any kind of medical emergency you might have, any lost and found, that sort of thing. So it's going to be plainly uh, marked so everyone can see it. And then we'll have a number of rovers, uh, meaning. Polaris side-by-side, side, UTVs, golf carts, that will actually be in the crowd as well. So if there's an issue, they can go ahead and flag them down. If there's any kind of heat stroke, heat emergency or environmental emergency, scuff knee or something like that. Uh, we're looking at weather, roughly about 80, 81 degrees both days, sunny. So it should be fabulous uh, weather for the air show. Gorgeous. But with, yes. But with that, as LTS saying, you know, watch the sunscreen, watch the sunglasses, the hearing protection, everything else. Uh, but we'll go ahead, and as you walk into the air show, you'll see the medical facility for that.
0: Okay. So you're right out there where the air show is taking place.
2: Right. Upon entry, as soon as you start walking to the actual air show and the exhibits, you'll see it's it's plainly marked, and uh, you can't miss it. Are you going to be there? I will be at the air show, but I'll be all over the place, so I won't I'll be in one all location. all over the place. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Several years ago, when we had the Super Bowl here in Arizona... I worked the Super Bowl and afterwards I found out that there were probably as many security personnel as there were <laughs> visitors. So just because you don't see somebody in uniform doesn't mean you're not being watched. 100%. You will be watched. Yeah, so absolutely. So there here's here's the list of the following carry items are prohibited. You can't bring your cooler. Forget the cooler. Out <laughs> alcohol forget that camelbacks paint balloons illegal drugs of course why would you take drugs onto an air force bay and that's a federal facility so marijuana is not allowed correct okay just make that clear um of any kind large large camera bags what if you have a large camera if you have a large camera hopefully if you've checked
3: in with our public affairs office that's me um, and we'll we'll get you squared away.
0: Let's give everybody your cell number.
3: Absolutely not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so bicycles, scooters, skateboards. Oh, and those shoes that have the skates built in. Don't wear them.
3: Heelys. None yeah, of those.
0: Go karts. What are RVs? RVs. Don't you have an RV park on base?
3: That's for if you have base access. That's um it's the fam camp uh people you know can rent a spot and live there but if you're coming to the air show there's no rv parking available like if you were coming from let's say you're coming from wyoming you brought your rv with you there would be no place to park that on base for the air show
0: so Uber's going to take you to the gate and then you're on your own uh, hopefully
3: uber wouldn't just leave you at the gate
0: uh- <laughs> <laughs> and it's about four miles that way yeah uh what else is on here weapons obviously you have to be smart brass knuckles are considered a weapon maze pepper spray box cutters uh nunchucks firearms knives etc so leave the et at home exhaustive
3: too. <laughs> leave the et cetera
0: at home okay we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back in a few yeah i'm gonna get to pets on the other side don't take that down <laughs>
2: This is Deputy Juke with Pima County Search and Rescue.
1: Save your phone's battery life so when you get lost, we may contact you. Wearing bright colors that
2: can be seen from a distance helps the effort. This is a rescue, not a scavenger hunt.
0: Saving lives means staying informed. Knowing the dangers of using counterfeit prescription pills can help those you care about and keep our community safe. As a parent, educator, neighbor, or friend, we all play a role in building safe and healthy futures for ourselves and our loved ones. Do your part. Take the first step today. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com to access education, prevention, and treatment resources. Counterfeit prescription pills laced with fentanyl are deadly. Be their protector. Be informed. Visit GetSmartAboutDrugs.com. Hi, this is Sherry, asking you to tune into Law Matters live show every Saturday morning at 8. On our next show, Department of Public Safety Commander of the 8th District, Captain Joshua Wilhelm, joins our conversation. Get your questions ready to call in at 790-2040. Please join us at the Law Matters unique fundraising event on the 20th of November. More information and tickets at lawmatters1030.org. Law Matters podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and lawmatters1030.org.
1: To report suspected human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Resource Center at
3: 1-888-373-7888 or text HELP or INFO to
1: 233
3: To learn more about Homeland Security investigations and our efforts to combat human trafficking, please visit our website at www.ice.gov or check out the DHS Blue Campaign at
1: www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. For more information on the Southern Arizona Anti-Trafficking Unified Response Network, please visit us at www.saturn.org or find us on Facebook.
3: Law Matters was created to open the lines of communication between law enforcement and you. 1030 in police code means excessive use or unauthorized use of the radio, something we do with each podcast posted to iTunes and Google Play. Hi, this is Rich Tracy inviting you to join our conversation and asking you to support our mission. Please go to lawmatters1030.org to contribute. No amount is too small.
0: Thanks for staying with us. We're here today with Alvin. He's the second lieutenant with the Air Force and with Fire Chief Todd. And we're talking about the air show, what to do, what not to do. And there's also another note on the website about pets. All pets are prohibited. Your turtle, your dog, your canary, doesn't matter, leave it at home. And don't leave it in your car. I mean, you know, you're going to getting more trouble on the base if you leave a pet in the car than you would on the streets of tucson because they take it very seriously and that happened at the last air show somebody left their pet in the car and it was so bloody hot outside yeah he got in big trouble so or she i don't know who it was but it was not a good scene so leave your pets at home and you can't have anybody on the other side of the flight line so tell people what the flight line is it's the line where you
3: can't cross It's where out. all of our air operations take place. It's what we have at Davis Month, and it's uh, the busiest single runway in the Air Force with all the missions that we have here at DM. Um, so it's a very busy, very active flight line when you're out there for the air show. Um, part of the flight line, well, that's our you know air show area. That's where you can see all the static displays, everything we have to offer. But the runway, that's where all the action's happening. And on the runway and above the runway
0: and you'll see a line on the on the runway that'll say don't cross me i mean use your head although did you see a couple of weeks ago the the great bicycle race and the person is out there with the camera taking a picture and everybody got hurt yeah yeah (laughs) don't do that especially with airplanes it's not a good idea so how do you prepare for the worst case scenario todd
2: okay thank you for that question uh As we said, like I said, it takes about a year to prepare for this air show. And like I said, we culminate with an exercise. And what we do is we have our crash trucks, which we call them crash trucks, but these are the uh, uh, aircraft uh, rescue firefighting vehicles that we have on the flight line next to the runway let's not confuse the flight line with the runway so what they are they are prepositioned so the performers will be going up about 10:30 in the morning and they will be flying until about 4:30 when it culminates with the thunderbirds when they land so for 6 hours we'll have air operations going non-stop so during that 6 hours our firefighters will be in their apparatus fully dressed out in their personal protective equipment with engines running we are required to have agent the water on an incident if something were to happen within 60 seconds
0: is it water or is it foam
2: it's the uh, it's the foam that would go ahead and put the fire out with so it's water foam mixture okay yes on the flight line so we have three apparatus that are pre-positioned on the flight line so south north and then over at show center so quick response within 60 seconds we'll actually be applying agent with a follow-on element to go ahead and do any kind of extrication that we might need to. Uh, in addition to that, we have our partners both from the airport and the guard. They'll have apparatus at the facility as well, and we'll have a quick reaction force. So in the event something were to happen off base, we will be able to go ahead and dispatch a crash truck, a pumper, or an engine, fire engine, which you typically see downtown, and a command and control element to marry up with our local responders off base, depending on where that aircraft uh, possibly went down.
0: Okay. The National Guard. You're talking the Air National Guard or the um, Army National Guard. The
2: Air National Guard, Nation- the 162nd out of TIA. Yes.
0: Okay. So, what about the base on Pennell Air Base? Is, is what's it called? Up that's there? the
2: Silver Barrel Heliport. So it's Army. That's the Army Guard. Okay. Yes.
0: All right. Didn't know.
2: We are partners with them as well, so we would be in communication. The event something were to happen in the far northwest side of uh, Pima County you know, southwest corner of Pennell County, so we can Yeah, because this doesn't
0: happen just above your head. This happens Correct. in a large area. Right. Okay, are you in that same stance when they're practicing?
2: Correct. Anytime they're up and doing any kind of aerobatic maneuvers, we will be in that posture. So on Friday when they're practicing, we'll be out there, and then uh, both Saturday and Sunday.
0: And when the Heritage flight comes in? you're doing the same thing exact
2: same thing and every march uh davis monthan plays host to the heritage conference to go ahead and get all these aircraft signed off to do these air shows so we're in the same posture albeit not with uh 50 to 100,000 people on the ground so uh, but in terms of standing by for any kind of aerobatic maneuvers we're out there
0: so how do you train your people on base is there a special training for that or is it
2: What you trained to do. We do all of our firefighters. They are certified internationally for airport firefighting and for um, that kind of support. And we have a regional training site on the facility itself. And we train with about 20 different departments throughout Pima County and Arizona. And they come out in everything from aircraft firefighting to structural firefighting, technical rescue, and everything else. So we have a great relationship with a lot of our emergency responders throughout the county. So we will go ahead and we'll train. We have three mock-ups that are propane. With um, helicopters what does that mean it means we for the fire we can actually uh, have a exhibit the fire or we can uh, simulate the fire with actually propane have a real fire and we also have a live jet a regular fire that we would burn off spec fuel with we have not been using that last couple years but we would train our firefighters using actual fuel for the fires as well but um, for right now we're using propane to go ahead and uh, uh, simulate that kind of fire To
0: put the fires out, do you use, like the Forest Preserve uses a plane that goes over and it dumps that fire retardant, do you do that for this type of a
2: scenario? Our trucks uh, range anywhere from 500 to 3,000 gallons, 3,300 gallons of water in them, and these are the big crash trucks that are used for the flight line. So they have turret operations that they'll go ahead and dispense that uh, agent.
0: So they don't have to fly over and dump it? No. But you could if you wanted to.
2: We don't have that capability uh. on the installations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just wondering. So when you have all these people coming in, like the Heritage Flight people, you said they get certified internationally. Do you periodically train internationally? Do you go to their school or their fire department or their Air Force base and train there, too, to get to know the areas?
2: So two different things. When I say internationally, that is our international credential that our firefighters get for their training, Okay, not part of the Heritage Conference. So the Heritage Conference, you have all the Heritage Birds, the Warbirds coming in. So we have what we call pre-fire plans for each of those aircraft. Tells us how to shut them down, how to get in. Each one's different. Each one's different. <gasps> and then what we'll actually do is we'll sit down with the aircraft commander prior to the show starting and we'll get a full walkthrough of that aircraft prior to the, them flying.
0: So you get a private air show.
2: Essentially, yes. So
0: the people that are flying these heritage planes, are they military personnel? Or are they civilians?
2: It's a, can you... So they're civilian... It's a civilian entity, but I think it's supported by the uh, the military. But LT, if you can elaborate. There's the uh,
3: there's the Air Force Heritage Flight Foundation and they're composed of... Um, it's former military and then a lot of there are also pilots here that are not military and have had no previous military affiliation but they fly these planes through aviators um, so they participate in that way
0: and are they responsible for the plane they fly do they own that plane because you know i'm thinking maintenance upkeep it's expensive
2: the aircraft are privately owned whether or not the pilot owns that particular aircraft i can't answer that but i know that okay. a lot of those warbirds are privately owned yes
0: okay that's pretty intense so did you call him lt i
2: did is <laughs> <laughs>
3: that military lingo right there
0: <laughs> i know i'm hearing a lot of military lingo you said something about the theater before and i'm like okay i know the theater i only know that because my dad was in the marine corps and he fought in the pacific theater so explain to people what the theater means when you say they're deployed to the theater
2: let me okay. take that? please <laughs> <laughs> theater of operations so for example in the uh, uh indo-pacific uh theater uh like i said what you're talking about for you know we call it pack app in the air force pacific air forces uh we might call it Um, Southcom Southern Command those would be down south of the United States for example that's a particular theater Uh, Central Command that's going to be just different areas or different theaters that we would go ahead and deploy to if we need to to go ahead and support so just different theater of operations where we uh, do our business
0: do you know if um, Davis Monthan was part of the evacuation process for Afghanistan I don't know if they were. I'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah, I don't I didn't hear anything uh, about that. So, cuz I was watching, you know, we had somebody in here a couple of weeks ago and I said I was watching that and all these people are hanging on the plane. Did they take off? I mean, with all these people, I mean, get them off the plane. <laughs> Apparently they took off. They had no choice. But anyway, I want I want to get back to the air show. What things can people anticipate if if there is an issue, somebody has a problem, their kid's not doing well, whatever, where can they go? Who do they look for for help? Are you going to have people in
2: uniform? Well, our military members will be in uniform, yes. Yeah. So you should be able to ask any of them, and they'll be able to go ahead and direct to where you should be taken or to find your children. And the uh, Lost and Found, I believe, is going to be set up at that Med Main with that big red cross uh, yeah. on the uh, flight line. So if you lost your kid, that's where you go. Or if the kids <laughs> lost their parents, right? Um, <laughs> but another uh, thing to talk about, especially if there is, we're talking about worse case scenario we do have an incident please well, what we'll do is we will work with show center and we have a PA system and they'll be giving the crowd direction at that point so they might be saying hey please stay put and uh, just listen to what the narrator will be telling you we don't want people going towards an accident site for example we're going to be have very large response apparatus trying to navigate, so we've got to make sure we have access uh, through those areas so we don't want people running in front of uh, the uh, the vehicles and so forth. So please, if something does happen... The, or
0: running out and blocking people, just stay where you are.
2: Right. The best course of action might be staying put where you're at, but that's going to be uh, relayed over the public address system. So please listen for that in the event something were to happen.
0: Yeah, that's that's good to know because sometimes it's hard to hear the PA system so you're going to really have to pay attention
2: no absolutely absolutely pay atten-
0: but you want to in the scenario anyway you've got a lot of aircraft a lot of people going back and forth and trucks so you're going to want to pay attention to what's going on
2: Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely.
0: Unlike driving around in Tucson, where people are not paying attention, <laughs> running red lights, doing all kinds of crazy things, drag racing, we don't want that. Yeah, and you don't want to do that on base. Trust me, <laughs> it would be bad scene. So, what happens after the air show? How do people get out? So for hours and hours.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> at the end, at the end of the Thunderbirds performance, we're going to go back to the cars. Um, the same flow of traffic out of base as it is on, you're going out through the Swan Gate or the Craycroft Gate, and in that mass, you know, line of traffic, you won't be able to get lost, you won't, you should not have any confusion about how to get off base, because everyone else will be heading in the same direction.
0: And don't try to take the shortcut. No shortcuts. Because you'll get in trouble. We'll find you. <laughs> they will find you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and, and correct. And also, just for, uh, FYI, for your information, uh, inbound gates will be closing at 1,500 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So if you're planning on watching the Thunderbirds from the base side, just make sure you're on the installation before 3 o'clock in the afternoon because at 3 o'clock then we'll reverse the uh, lanes for the outgoing traffic. Okay, good. And both lanes are going to be going out? We're going to reserve that flexibility to do that. We're not sure you'll have to work with the security forces to um, determine that.
0: Okay, all right. So I want to hear more about your background. Okay. Yeah. Why did you join ROTC? Why did you get involved with the military? Well, I wanted to
3: do film, um, and that was my major of choice. That was, that's what my degree is in film. But I didn't really know if there were any opportunities for me in the Air Force regarding film. Um, so my, what did you get your degree in? My degree is in film. So is the Air Force taking advantage of that? Yes. So I'm C. It, it took it took me having to talk to some alumni that we had come and visit us at the detachment. We had, um, he was the commander of Air Force Reserve Public Affairs, and he talked to me about public affairs. Hey, you're in film. This is a communication-focused degree path. My minor is also in corporate communication, so communication in general. This is an important aspect of telling the Air Force's story. There is space for you here, um, so that became my primary motivator i want to join i want to be a public affairs officer
0: so how many films have you produced
3: (laughs) i've produced a music video oh cool i've produced a short film wait two short films two short short films films. yep and they've
0: been submitted to like any yes yeah the music
3: video so i wrote and produced a music video for a local band in waco uh that's where i went to school and it won gold at the Houston the World Fest Houston International Film Festival which is the same film festival um, that Steven Spielberg got his start at. Very cool. It's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, That music video will never be released but (laughs) it won. It won.
0: Really? Yes. Good for you. Why don't you release it on social media? The band is
3: well the music video who who does it belong to is you know up in the air because it was a university production for a local band and their song so that's the that's a yeah. whole, whole legal thing also the video doesn't really represent where the band is now and we filmed it three years ago so it's not really it's not going anywhere
0: so you, do you plan on, <laughs> <laughs> do you plan on staying in the military for life Here's here's your commander's listening.
3: You're I'm committing. Staying in, I'm staying in for as long as I like it, um, which I do. What a weenie I, answer! I mean, <laughs> no, seriously, because I enjoy my job. I really do. Um, and this is what I wanted to do. Public affairs is exactly what I wanted to do. So, so are
0: you going to be filming out at the um, air show? So, i will not. I won't be
3: filming. We have some amazing broadcast journalist airmen who are going to be doing that. I'm going to be. Um, working with the media who are coming on base to capture the air show um we're doing a bunch of um a lot of interviews and you know events on base uh to interview some of the pilots that are performing so i'll be facilitating that next week
0: so do you know any of the pilots that you know are there any famous pilots coming to the show
3: the thunderbirds are coming
0: well i mean individual pilots do you know any no no is I this a thank you for your question moment? <laughs>
1: no, no, I'm, tr-
3: <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Like any, I don't. You don't know the pilots that are thinking. coming are awesome. Yeah, but they are. I don't. I've seen them. You know, as far as I'm in public affairs, so all pilots, you know. Oh all wow, right. you're a pilot. That's cool. Yeah, it's okay. it's all cool to me. <laughs> cool
1: to
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should be filming out there. I think you should get the camera out and just you know see. I do am doing with the producing, video. not the filming okay do a music video (laughs) to what they're doing and and edit it and do a music to the flights i'm sure somebody will do that somebody who's coming out that's now that i just suggested it (laughs) yeah (laughs) you gotta keep that you gotta keep that off air sherry (laughs) oh i'm sorry don't don't listen to this so no i'm i'm serious i think what Mm -hmm. you you have to offer is amazing and this is something i try to tell people when they're talking about the military career they need everybody they're not everybody who's in in even in the federal agencies not everybody's a special agent they need everybody they need accountants they need communications people they need everybody so get your degree because that's smart and then join the military or join the military and let them pay for your degree that's even smarter so what's your degree in
2: Undergraduate's in uh, business, and the graduate degree is in fire service administration. I know you're shocked.
0: I am. I'm <laughs>
2: st- stunned. Where did you get your degrees? I went to uh, University of Phoenix for undergraduate, but then ASU uh, for my graduate degree. Oh, you're one of those.
0: <laughs> That's okay. We still like you. We won't hold it against you, Todd, <laughs> until after the air show. There you so, go. <laughs> <laughs> we need you until then so how long ago was that the degree yeah did you get it while you were in the service so
2: absolutely yeah Yeah. the best bet again like you said uh the air force the military as a whole has so many benefits for our our uh our airmen that take advantage of it so they've paid for uh my graduate degree
0: do you have to do continuing ed i have to continuing education you have every year
2: we do. For our emergency medical uh, technicians, there's requirements every year to be uh, doing their, what we call CEUs to get that training right. done. Uh, so yeah, we have continuing education. We are required by the Air Force. Uh, there's about 11,000 firefighters in the Air Force. So we're about the third largest fire department in the world. Wow. So we think about it. We think of davis and Davis-Monthan has two stations, but we have departments all over the world. So there's about 11,000 of us. And then we have mandated training that we're required X amount of hours in each category mm-hmm. um, to go ahead and stay proficient in those skills
0: are you an emt too i am okay see the fbi has the largest swat team you have the largest firefighting unit in the world in the world
2: no i think in uh, the country we're, i think we're the third largest in the in the world who's the first It's gonna be i believe it's tokyo is gonna be the first and the new york is the second i believe at last uh count
0: do you want to transfer over to the fire department not particularly. We, we need to build up some numbers here. <laughs> <laughs> so, recruiting. Let's recruit some people. Let's start with the fire department. Any fire department, right?
2: Any fire department, yes. Uh, like I said, we're all the fire departments. Like I said, uh, same boat. We have a lot of the same, the same qualifications. Uh, get your EMT knocked out. There's some departments that are running what we call green academies, where they offer the EMT in the academy uh, to go ahead and bring folks on board. But... As a rule I also teach at uh Pima Community College and we teach the fire science program there as well you so you teach I do I do
0: I did not know that <laughs>
2: yes so we uh you can get an associate's degree at Pima community College yeah and they also have a fire academy at Pima college you get your fire one and two when did they start that many many years ago okay so I've been teaching with them for over 20 years and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I know uh, so that's a good way also to go ahead and uh Dress up your resume. Get your fire one, two out of the way. Get your EMT. Get Why your, is it called green? Because it's basically coming in off the street into the fire service.
0: Oh, you're green.
2: So okay, a newbie. That's that's it's more jargon than anything. And uh, they offer all the uh, the classes that a candidate would need to get to that level to be on the trucks within six months or how long the academy takes. Every department's a little bit different.
0: Are they hiring? I mean, do you hire off, of, uh, like, somebody goes to this academy and they're certified now, can you hire them?
2: All of our hiring is gone is done through the Air Force uh, Personnel Center. So our firefighters, our academy is in San Angelo, Texas. Okay. Good fellow Air Force base. That's so you have to be a... a military member. A military
0: yes. member to work for you.
2: Correct. We have a number of civilian uh, firefighters, but most of those civilian firefighters throughout the uh, Air Force have had a uh, background in the Air Force. Okay. already. They get the the certifications and the credentials uh, for the hiring process. So what we'll do is we'll send our young airmen to basic military training at Lackland Air Force Base. That's our BMT, basic military training. And I think that's eight or nine weeks now, if I'm not mistaken. And then from there, they'll send them to San Angelo, which is Goodfellow Air Force Base. And that is almost four months Fire Academy. And through that rigorous program, they'll go ahead and get their Firefighter 1, Firefighter 2 credential. And that's an international certification through the International Fire Service Accreditation Congress. So that lets everyone know on the world stage that I have met these requirements to this level. Uh, They'll get their uh, EMR, which is Emergency Medical Responder, through the National Registry. And then they'll also get the airport firefighting and a number of other certifications.
0: Okay. In order to get all these certifications, they have to do physical activities plus Written exams.
2: 100%, right. And then it's third-party certification. So if I train you, then another person will come in or another entity will come in to go ahead and certify you.
0: And see if you know what you're, you're doing. That's correct. Have you ever been a hotshot?
2: I have not. I worked for CDF, uh, California Department of Forestry, back in the 80s. Uh, but most of our stuff was done, um, like I said, we were on what they call a Type 1 engine, which was a, a big fire engine that very rarely left the pavement. So uh, when we were called to task, we would be protecting exposures and so forth. But a lot of my colleagues would be on different types of engines and they would actually go into the... uh... Off-road. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So there's a big difference between working a forest fire and and being a fireman in the city. So what's the main difference other than the buildings?
2: (laughs) The basics are the same as how do we put a fire out? so that is the same across the board but you're hundred percent correct it's going to be a lot different in terms of the tactics that you employ for a wildland fire versus a structural fire so one thing for example you may not have water for a wildland fire you don't have that access so a lot of the work bringing the airplanes which are very expensive and very very dangerous but you also have what they call defensive operations where i'll actually try to remove the fuel from the fire I say cutting lines. When I say cutting a line, bringing a bulldozer in, or you're doing it by, with hand tools to create a, a situation where that fire will just burn itself out. Or, like we have saw with the Bighorn Fire, that we might actually be doing like backburn operations. We'll actually burn part of the fuel in a controlled environment so that fire that's raging towards us will actually burn out because there's no other fuel to burn. So you're you're just employing different kind of tactics. Go ahead and fight the fire.
0: And there's different training for both of them. Absolutely. Yes. So if you were going to be a fireman in the city, how long would you have to train?
2: I think their academies and uh, every city is different as far as how long their academies, they can be anywhere from a couple months all the way to six months for that training, depending on what they need. And a lot of your city departments or municipal departments do have wildland crews that will actually go out for a couple of weeks at a time. So they can take an engine and a cruise to Montana, to California, where have you, for a couple of weeks and fight that fire and then come back.
0: And is that considered training and experience for them? Do they put that on their resume that, hey, I went from here to here. Is
2: it? Well, they're trained to be able to do that. They have to be trained and certified to even go. Okay, But in terms of experience, absolutely. That's just an added experience every time you go.
0: Because I know during fire season, I mean, they're going all over the place. Right. Firefighters are just everywhere from this state to that state, and they kind of work together regardless of where they're from.
2: Right, and I, it's getting worse. Uh, like this year, we were at priority level four in the early goings, which is one to five is the level. So that high, that early, we're mobilizing folks everywhere. This was the first year that we actually employed all of our mobile um Aircraft firefighting system. So the Air Guard has their C-130 aircraft, but they actually have uh, modules that go in the back, which will dump the slurry on the fires. So that's an actual Air Guard asset that was employed throughout the country also. And they were tapped uh, the first time in years, 100%. Uh, I'm not getting, like I said, I was last year at the August uh, complex up in Northern California. Uh, so we're moving people all over the place all the time. And uh, like I said, I don't see any relief in, in sight uh, in the near future. As
0: a closing agent, I went to the fire here that we had in Pinnell County, mm-hmm. I think it was, to do some signings for a firefighter. And he came off the line. He looked like he had been <laughs> through it. and we sat down and signed some papers and he had to go right back
2: all the respect in the world for those guys they uh, they do a wonderful wonderful job in such a dangerous uh, dangerous occupation
0: absolutely just crazy though I mean it's like my god yeah so that's not that's not selling the job is it telling him oh my god he looked terrible you're serving a larger
2: cause (laughs) like I said you're uh, something bigger than yourself you're supporting your community and let's not forget the uh the families that also support their firefighters when they're out there as well because they could be gone for a couple weeks at a time
0: the one thing that he said to me is they had uh, people that were prisoners working the fire line do you have prisoners working for you todd
2: not for me no but when i was a cdf we would have the prison crews out for all of our fires
0: and they would they work just as hard as anybody Absolutely. else do they have to be certified and trained yeah. and obviously yep so they did something naughty but yet they can go fight a fire yes. good very cool what do you tell people about joining the military you've got two minutes
3: all right so i joined through ROCC, so through my college um but
0: if you why don't, did you
3: join what what was your motive my dad did it and i wanted to travel the world i wanted to have this amazing you know military experience as where, well
0: where have you gone so far tucson (laughs) (laughs) from texas is is your dad listening by any chance
3: probably not okay Uh, i told them about this right before i came online but um he served in germany and the azores and japan Uh, my parents spent the first 12 years of their marriage overseas so i want to go and experience other cultures because learning about other cultures just excites me um so tucson is a different culture than texas i've learned a lot here
0: do they, do they have a um, military need at the Keynes Film Festival? I don't
3: think so. <laughs> but, you know, proximity. <laughs> and there's no harm in talking to a recruiter. There are recruiters here in Tucson. Um, there's nothing wrong with asking the question. Just find out some answers if you're interested.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you want to get your degree in. There's always a place for you in civil service. Absolutely. Whether it's law enforcement or the military. They don't just hire people that carry guns. So I want to thank both of you for coming on and telling us about the air show and what to do and not to do. It's more important not to do and make your job a little easier, hopefully. And, oh, that's the air show website. Sorry.
3: (laughs) Say it real quick. One more time. dm.afamil slash air show.
0: And it'll tell you everything you need to know. Until
2: next week, shop local, stay safe. Hi, this is Sherry asking you to tune into Law Matters
0: live show every Saturday morning at 8. On our next show, Department of Public Safety Commander of the 8th District, Captain Joshua Wilhelm, joins our conversation. Get your questions ready to call in at 790 2040. Please join us at the Law Matters unique fundraising event on the 20th of November. More information and tickets at lawmatters1030.org. Law Matters podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and lawmatters1030.org.
1: KVOI Cortero, AM 1030, the
0: voice of Tucson. Trusted local news and talk, a Bustos media station.
2: This is CBS News On.